0: What's up, guys? My name is Jonah Stairs. My name is Micah Mosley. And this is the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so excited that you have taken the time to tune in today. Our heart is that you guys will be able to figure out how to
1: navigate life well with a biblical foundation. We want to keep Scripture at the center of all that we do and talk about. So let's get into this week's episode.
0: What's up, guys? Welcome <laughs> back. To uh, bringing it back, we're excited to be back with you. It's been a while since our last uh, recording. It's been a long while. Yeah, it has. Is there a good reason? No. No. There's (laughs) definitely definitely
1: not. (laughs) Actually, you'd think that it'd be a lot easier now. Yeah.
0: But it hasn't just life, you know? Sure. It just happens. Life happens. Life happens. But uh, Merry Christmas, Micah.
1: Hey, Merry Christmas to you, too. (laughs) Hey, you guys want to know something funny that just happened to us? So, here in the El Dorado household, we the three Wranglers, we did a little gift exchange Mm -hmm. and I got a gift for Jonah and I couldn't wait till like the day when we were going to do it because I was just so excited about um, the gift that I got him. So he opened it up and I had gotten them this hot sauce from this YouTube series called Hot Ones that we like where they interview celebrities, they eat hot wings, it's good because we watch it together. And he's like, oh, look at this. And then Jonah handed me my box when we were actually doing the gift exchange, it was like, you're going to laugh. And I opened it and it was hot sauces from hot ones. Guys. How funny is that? Classic.
0: (laughs) I thought that was so good. Oh yeah. It was, it was a match made in heaven. I told my mom. Oh really? No, I didn't. (laughs) I could have (laughs) though. What? Nothing. All
1: right. Um, let's see. Any other big life updates? Any other song, song recommendations?
0: Song rex. While we're light and fun? Um, no, all right, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. Well, I will admit you've been getting me more into like say it, just like a a, a raw folk kind of level of uh-huh. of country music, yeah. Uh, which even that I I wouldn't think was ever possible, but it's it's there's there's I'm starting to realize there's a certain. Niche genre of country that uh, that I can get into. Yeah. So
1: hey, you're welcome for that. Well, I appreciate it. A sanctification. <laughs> <laughs> well, my uh, song recommendation is actually along that lines. It's a life where we work out by the Flatland Cavalry. Mm. Uh, it's very good. If you like aren't sure about country, but you just like good good music, you should check out the Flatland
0: Cavalry. I've been seeing a lot of their videos. I recommended on YouTube. I searched some other stuff. Yeah, on the that TV. makes sense. Okay, I was like, someone's definitely been yeah. listening. Yeah, I like them where we got. YouTube. That's the one I've been into
1: the last few days. It's good. Um, so, was there ever a time when you were a kid
0: when you really wanted a gift for Christmas and then you didn't get it? Absolutely. What was it? Um, it was often like a Star Wars Lego set that was just way too expensive. And right. in particular, I remember it was it was the Death Star Star Wars Lego set. And I know it was like, I don't know, 500 bucks or something. Yeah. So in my mind, I knew I was never getting that for Christmas. But like you still made like, it? Maybe. Every, every time. Mm-hmm. I had I used to get the Lego magazine, and I would show my mom, like, this is what I freaking want, okay? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I never got it. It was that cool one that like the side was oh, open, yeah, no, so about. you could see all the different scenes and stuff. Sure. Oh, man. I still think about it to this really? day. So yeah. you were
1: pretty disappointed?
0: Yeah, yeah, I was disappointed for yeah. sure. well,
1: I it's honestly just too. I almost don't like doing little transitions like that, just because in my mind I'm like, you're so dumb. What are we talking but, about today? Man, today we're talking about uh, dealing with disappointment, mm. um, which I think. And listen, guys, like I'll be real. Like I always try my best. Like we both try our best to keep it real, just like what goes on with us. Yeah. Um, and we had kind of planned to talk about like materialism and stuff like that with Christmas coming up, but man, just like live for me, I just been disappointing lately. Yeah. Um, I texted Jonah last night and I was like, "Hey, can we just kind of change around a little bit? And maybe talk about this." Because um, I always want to try my best to like teach out of the overflow of what the Lord's teaching me. Yeah. Um, and I think like when we record something like this in a time where like man, I'm bummed. Like yeah. then it, it holds me accountable one, and then I feel like I'm walking through it with people. And I think there's a lot of like podcasts or like sermons that I'll listen to, and it's almost hard to relate with the pastor a little bit yeah. just because they just feel like so unattainably pure, which is, like, I know never the case, but it almost feels like that sometimes. Right. Um, So I think, like, a big heart that I have is just, like, to be real and be able to relate with people that listen to what we say and just be like, hey, like, we're figuring this out, too. Yeah. We're all in that together. Um, But I think, you know, one of the things that we've talked about talking about is, one, like, just disappointment when things don't work out, but even, like, when good things don't work out, Like when something that's not wrong, it's not sinful, like you feel like it's good and glorifies the Lord and it doesn't work out, like how do we respond to that?
0: Yeah. that's just like As opposed to like something bad happening, which brings a disappointment, obviously. Yeah. Um, But something good that isn't happening. Yeah, I think that brings up a good point for sure. Yeah. Did you uh, have any particular (laughs) scriptures for that? Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I think it's just like important to note right off the bat. What it talks about in John 16, when it says, um, "I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart; I have overcome the world." Um, so, like, we can't be surprised when like disappointing things happen. Yeah, uh, like when things don't go our way. I think because of like a lot of what's being taught in the American church nowadays is like, if you pursue God, like you'll be fine. Like asking, you'll receive; seeking, you'll find. Like crazy faith, all the right, things. Like, right. Right. Um, that it almost sets people up for, like, unrealistic expectations because, man, like, when that stuff doesn't happen the way you think it will, like, then that almost puts the burden on God to be like, hey, like, this isn't what you said was going to happen. So I just think it was even important for me to know right off the bat, just, like, I can't be surprised when disappointing things happen.
0: Yeah, there's, like, there's no promise in Scripture about having an easy life as soon as you come to Christ, you know, or, or not being disappointed. But there's so much in Scripture about how to navigate when you are disappointed, when things don't go your way. Um, And that's something, just when you text me, hey, can we do this on disappointment? Immediately, there are a few verses that came to mind that just reinforced, like, here's the deal. I've dealt a lot with disappointment in my life, and a lot of it is self-inflicted, so maybe some people can relate. Yeah, definitely. But I'm such a planner, and I'm such a, a... Like when I make plans, specifically when I was like in high school, I would make like plans in detail five years in advance. Yeah. Which of course, that will not happen. (laughs) So inevitably, there would be some kind of curveball in my life and I would be disappointed. And so that was a big thing for me learning just at a young, really formative age that I need to learn. First of all, that yeah, disappointment happens in my life, but a lot of it is avoidable in my life. Yeah. If I just learn how to manage my own thoughts and my own emotions. And a big part of that for me was just realizing like, my life is in God's hands. It's not even in my own hands, it's in God's hands. And that's the way it should be. And so, whether it was me moving uh, in middle school to a different state, and then me moving in high school again, uh, to a different school And just all these different things changing um, It just ended up Being this practice for me That was like You know what Jonah Maybe we're not going to think so far in advance mm-hmm. And maybe we just focus on what God is doing In my life That way if I'm just focusing on what he's doing And I'm just obeying him Then sure some bad things can still happen in my life And I can be disappointed But at least I'm not like bringing that upon myself Necessarily yeah. Yep. No, sorry, you look like you were about to read a verse. I am. Yeah. So, (laughs) one of my favorite verses is Proverbs chapter three, verse five through seven, uh, which a lot of you probably know. But it's just—it's one of those that you hear so much. We've said this before, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, "Oh my gosh!" And you read it, and it's just so good every time. It says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight." Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Mm -hmm. And it's been so big for me just to realize, like, if I just trust in the Lord, he will straighten my paths. Like, just that very basic idea. Mm -hmm. All I need to do, like, yeah, I I want this for my life. I want that for my life. I want to make this much money. I want to get married by this age. I want to, you know, blah, 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 fill in the blank. All these things that have left me disappointed because they're my plans If I just trust in the Lord, then he will straighten my paths and he'll just bless me beyond belief. Yeah, it's funny you say it's one of your favorite
1: verses because sometimes it's one of my favorites and sometimes it's one of my least favorites. Yeah, no no doubt. doubt, (laughs) Where I'm like, I don't like the idea of this. Like this is something I've identified as like I have a control issue. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, I'm working through that with the Lord and with mentors and with people in my life. Um, But I find it hard to like relinquish control. Um, and it's funny because so much of, like, Christian faith, really all of Christian faith is built on, like, faith. Yeah. Like, in 2 Corinthians, like, we walk by faith and not by sight. Um, that's the whole point of, like, this relationship with that that we have is that it's not experience-based. It's based on faith. Um, and, like, if you're walking with God and it's not requiring any faith, then, one, I don't think you're pursuing God in a way that um, honors Him because I think the Lord wants to challenge us. He wants to see how much we trust Him. And It's funny because, like, all of our prayers would require less faith from us almost. Yeah. Where it's like we ask the Lord to make things easier so we don't have to have as much faith. Right. Which is kind of just seems like a little bit countercultural. So not countercultural, but like, and not that that's wrong, but I think at the end of a prayer, you kind of got to be like, Lord, but at the end of the day, like help me see what you see for my life. Because if it's not from you, like I don't want it. Like I want this bad, but if it's not what you want, then like I got to be okay to be like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. But that's a really hard place to get to. 'Cause I know for me, like, I've made like certain things in my life idols to the point where it's like I like I trust you, but I don't know if I trust you that much. Like I right. would set a boundary on like how much I trust to the Lord. And it's been a big process to get to the point where it's like, all right, hey, like whatever
0: you say I'm in. Yeah. I trust you with all of these things Except but this one thing, I you know, I still want control over yeah. that, for sure. Yeah. I think that's that's such a big thing and I don't know, for me, I just feel like um Disappointment, it, it took a certain level of maturity, I'll say, to get to this point in my life. Mm-hmm. And there's still some times where I don't think about this, but I, I'd like to think that at this point in my life, most of the disappointment I encounter, I like to kind of have this perspective of, oh, this is an invitation from God. You know, uh-huh. this is an opportunity for me to grow, and this is an invitation that God has. Brought into my life for me to grow in maturity, for me to grow in intimacy with him. And so I think just that perspective shift can have a really big change uh, in your life, a really big impact on your life. Just kind of having that thought of, oh my gosh, something really hard is happening in my life, or I had these plans that fell through in my life, or I'm just really in this season of feeling disappointed about where I'm at or insecure, or I just feel like my needs aren't being met. Whatever it is that's bringing disappointment, I feel like God has a promise and an invitation in that season. And if we just shift our perspective from, oh my gosh, nothing is going right to God, what are you doing right now? Mm -hmm. And how can I partner with you in this? Um, It just, I feel like that just accelerates the process by which he is molding us into who he's created us to be mm-hmm. um, And again just another verse that I've constantly it, it's just it's one of those that again, you've heard it your whole life but if you let it it can be this really transformative comforting verse in your life um, and it's Jeremiah 29:11For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future and that's been such a big one for me because it's so encouraging mm-hmm. you know when I feel like you know when I get dumped by a girlfriend or I just <laughs> feel, you know I don't get the job I wanted yeah or I'm not making as much money as I want to or sure. my schedule is you know it can be a tiny thing like I get home and my roommate has eaten my leftovers you know like does that happen to you no <laughs> <I don't think laughs> no, it hasn't happened to me Not in this house Oh, okay Yeah, it's yeah. happened in other houses so. Yeah But it's just one of those things that's like uh, Like, yeah, that's disappointing mm-hmm. But you know what? Like, what an opportunity for yeah. God to mold me and grow me And, you know, the roommate eating the leftovers is a little silly But that can be just the icing on cake of a bad day Sure Where you come home and that happens And then all of a sudden it's it's so much bigger than it should be Right And that right there is an opportunity, an invitation to go to the Lord and say, God, like I know you know the plans you have for me, Mm -hmm. plans to prosper me, plans for hope and a future. So what do you have for me today? What do you have for me amidst this time where I just feel like everything is falling apart? And it's just so comforting.
1: Yeah. I think it's important to note like the sovereignty of God like you did. Uh, Man, which like the whole book of Romans is... About sovereignty. Like, shout Good out job. to our Calvinist friends. <laughs> uh, I'm not, hey, look, Calvinist, Arminian, whatever you are, uh, we all agree on, like, the sovereignty of God. Yeah. Um, so, man, like, just one verse in Romans 11:33, it says, Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable are his ways. Like, there's just things that go on that, like, we'll never know. And, like, yeah. honestly, like, I don't need to know. Like, I trust if there's something that I truly, truly need to know that, like, the Lord will make that clear to me. Um, but I think that's so important. I think one of the big things that I wanted to kind of talk about is like, um, how we navigate disappointment well with others. Um, like how do I, how do I navigate being disappointed? Well, cause I feel like in the body of believers, sometimes it's hard because like something disappointing happens and then you feel kind of alone yeah. because you feel like it's bad to be disappointed. And I don't feel like we've created good spaces to like struggle well together yeah. and like really work through things that we don't totally understand, like get in a room and be like, hey, like this is what's going on. Like, let's talk through it. Like, let's get there. Um, so like in Galatians, it says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Like bearing one another's burdens is not like an easy task. Like that's something yeah. that's big. Yeah. Um, like me, like, you know, just the other day when whatever happened to me, I <laughs> um, <laughs> don't need to get that specific, but. Man, like I like I called my guy Aaron like right away and I know like doesn't matter what time of day it is, like he's gonna answer and vice versa. He's like, Yeah, let's talk about it. Like let's look at the Bible, like let's figure this out. And I think there's something to like having people in your life where you like struggle well. Like you really get in there, like you yeah. you see what they're going through, you're walking through the stuff, and there's consistency. And I think that just makes it so much easier to navigate disappointment when you're not doing it
0: alone. Yeah. Yeah, I I've been For a while now, me and my close friends get together once every other week um, or whenever we can make it work, and we have like a vulnerability night. Yeah. And the whole point of it is just for us to really connect with each other on a vulnerable level. And one of the big things when we first started doing this, that we really made it very clear that your role, when you're not sharing, is just to listen. Yeah. Because... I, like, there's a time and a place for advice. But I think one of the things that really turns people off from being vulnerable, um, especially in the midst of disappointment and struggle and and hardship, is that I don't I don't want to, like, bare my soul and then just have my Christian friends throw a bunch of advice at me and, like, all the cliche answers. Because then that just... I'm like, if this is what's going to happen, well, I don't I'm even want to share. You, yeah, like, th- this things. just makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel even worse than I did before. Yeah. Um, but when I have friends who are there to encourage me just for who I am and who have their burdens to, um, that I can help bear as well, mm-hmm. it just becomes this really sweet process of, hey, I'm just here to, to be here for you. Like, yeah. I'm just here to listen, and I'm here to let you know that regardless of what comes out of your mouth in this moment, regardless of what you're going through, I'm here for you and I love you. And I think that in itself, first of all, just reflects the heart of the Father. But second of all, it just it creates such a safe place for people to be vulnerable with each other. And so for me, it has been massive in, in inner healing and just in my journey with the Lord and growing with Him and in growing with my friends, just to have that space where we get together and we're vulnerable with each other. And it's, there's always that one thing in your mind that you're like, uh, you know, I'll catch him up on this, this, and this, but I really don't want to talk about this. Well, that's that's the thing that you should be talking about. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that it's you should be bringing to your It's dangerous friends. to get on your own and try oh, to do a stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's
1: just the, like, I caught myself doing that just the other day, and I was yeah. like, come on, like, what are you doing? like yeah. We know better than this. Because, yeah. like, your own thoughts, like, that's just where it gets so dangerous. That's where the enemy loves to come in and just yeah. twist everything you think. It's, it's just spiral. like, spiral. It's never going to be a bad idea to invite people into it. Yeah. I think, like, the longer you do it and the more consistent you are, then it's not like, it doesn't feel forced. Like it almost feels more authentic and genuine because like, man, me and Eric have been talking about stuff for like four years now. Yeah. It's like, we've been in this, like we've seen the whole journey and the whole process. And that's why it's so easy and so fruitful for us to have these conversations, which I think is good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I do want to say though, there's, there's so much value in going in, in like your first response in disappointment is to go to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like, man, what a great place to be in, in your relationship with God. Yeah. And I think that's different than what you were talking about with like being isolating yourself and being alone. Those are two alone. different things. Completely yeah. different things. Um, but when you're able to be alone with the Lord and spend time in prayer, I mean, that, that I think is, it, it sounds like such a Christian response. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, that's cliche or blah, blah, that's not authentic, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if that's your genuine response to Mm -hmm. disappointment in your life, is just to go be with the Lord and be in prayer, Mm -hmm. that I feel like is so reflective of the heart of Jesus, which you see throughout Scripture, which I just want to share a short Scripture, but the context, uh, this is Matthew 14. Jesus just found out that his cousin John was beheaded and Mm -hmm. killed. And in verse 13, it says, When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Of course, a massive crowd followed him, so he wasn't really able to be alone. Yeah, but And there are several more instances in the Gospels of Jesus being in a really hard place, and his first response is to go be alone with God and to pray. What
1: does he do right before he gets crucified? He He goes, goes, and and yeah, he's alone and
0: he prays. And again, that's just such a great picture of... He's not withdrawing and isolating from community for the sake of sulking and for the sake of like feeding his own selfish desire to like be alone and, and whatever it is, but he's going to be in prayer and he's going to seek God the Father and he's going to um, be comforted by the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And I think if we all had that response, obviously that would just help us navigate disappointment so much better. Because when you get God's perspective, disappointment really just becomes such a minor thing, sure. you know, and I think your response to disappointment
1: is really, like, a good telltale of, like, how much do you love the Lord? Like, where yeah. is your joy coming from? Yeah. Like, is your joy found in Him? Like, are you cool just doing a relationship with the Lord? Because if, like, something that happens and a girl breaks up to you and your life is just over, like, yeah. man, like, your hope was probably in that relationship. So I think disappointment is honestly, like, a pretty easy tell of, like, man, where am I getting, like, my my drive to wake up in the morning, yeah. you know? And I think that's kind of one of the ones I wanted to end on. Is like, man, my biggest verse, I, I don't know if I'll call my life first. I don't like having one verse as life. A verse that I go to a lot <laughs> is just Colossians three two. set your minds on things above, not on things that are on this earth. Um, man, I just think there's something about that. Like at the end of the day, like, man, stuff happens. My goal in this life is to like pursue Jesus with all I have, do relationship with him, show his love to other people, preach the gospel, die, and then like I want to be forgotten. Like my goal is not to... Know, have like theological debates that cause like dissension and division. My goal is not to like get married or have kids, like that's a big desire. And like, I like having theological conversations, but like, man, my goal is to like make much of Jesus. And at the end of the day, like, when that's my goal, like disappointing things happen, but that doesn't distract me from like my goal. Like, a girl breaks up with me, that doesn't mean that I can't go share the love of Jesus, I can't go share the gospel anymore, right. Um, so like when that's my goal and that's my utmost thing I just think it makes it that much easier to deal with disappointment yeah
0: I mean if your only expectation in life is just to live a glorifying life to God yeah then you know how can you really be disappointed yeah when because even when the bad things happen and when you're struggling and when hardships come if your mindset is still my whole life just revolves around glorifying God yeah and even those things that happen you're like, "Oh man, what a great opportunity yeah. to glorify God yeah. through my struggle."
1: Our lives are so short too. Yeah. Like it's crazy. So like the thing that seems like such a big deal, like it's a blip on the radar. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, like in 2 Corinthians 4:17 it says, "For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond comparison." Wow, like what a great picture. Like there's a reason that's in the Bible and I think it brings hope, it brings joy, yeah. it gives me something to and to look forward to, like I wake up in the morning every single day and oh, I say that everything I some days, and some <laughs> days there's something am to working on and my feet at the floor. And I'm like, man, like Jesus, I hope you come back today. And yeah. there's some days where I'm like, oh, man, it, but it'd be nice to get married. And then I have to come back and be like, wait a minute, like your priorities are out of order there. Yeah. Um, and like my desire is to be with Jesus, no matter what that looks like. Yeah. So absolutely.
0: That's a good word yeah i could talk for hours more about it but yeah i think we'll call it we try to yeah. keep it short for you guys um
1: anything else going on
0: <laughs> no how are you doing
1: <laughs> no i mean pretty good yeah i'm getting a mom got me a roomba for christmas dj roomba dj roomba no doubt uh got a roomba so i'm pretty excited about that that is exciting um, yeah i read a little bit now some, some serious character development I read. going on i'm a reader <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, guys, man, we love you a lot. Thanks for tuning in today. Peace. Merry Christmas.